Gather your gear. It's time to head out for our road trip across America that will scare your pants off. Along the way, with your hosts, you'll be setting up camp in some of the scariest places they can find. Discover each episode a cryptid, a haunting, and a strange encounter. Climb aboard a cryptid camper if you're brave. Take it away, Tom. Live from our cryptid camper, I'm Tom, and I'm here with my good friend Shay, and we'd like to thank you for joining us for Season 3, Episode number 18 of the Scare Your Pants Off, Our American Road Trip. On today's episode, we set up camp in Idaho. So, how are you today, Shay? I'm really, really good. I'm in the whole wedding planning hustle and bustle and a little hectic, but a lot of fun. How are you? Good, good. So that's all going well. You're um, the planning, everything. I mean, I know it's it's coming up really quick. It seemed so far away for a yeah. while. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, it's, it's a few weeks. Uh, yeah. And by the time this airs, it'll actually only be... Uh, like a week and a day away. So it's, um, yeah, it's, you know, it is, it is, it's going well. Um, there are some bumps, but I feel like there's always bumps and we're having a very casual laid back, just chill kind of wedding. I don't know. I don't know how people plan these big extravagant things with and, and have any brain intact afterwards. Cause I'm exhausted. And I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. So, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be good. Um, about how many people are gonna be? I think we're about forty. So not oh, not okay. super big, but not super small. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I can't wait. I just uh, really looking forward to that. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yep, definitely is. A lot of fun. So, what else going on? Watch anything good or? Oh, boy, did I. Okay, so I have I have been waiting to record to talk about this. And um, so I, everybody, I'm assuming everybody who listened to uh, season two knows how I feel about the Insidious franchise, and boy, do I love it. And so the fifth one just came out, The Red Door. And uh, I rented it because I, the, it, I rented it the minute it was available to rent because I, I just couldn't, I couldn't wait. I, I couldn't deal with not having it in my life. Um, so rented it and the, there's not one movie in the Insidious franchise that I don't adore. And if I were to order them from my favorite to least favorite, it would change the next day and the next day after that. And this movie was no exception at all. And I, I will tell you, I'll be honest with you, for the first couple minutes, for the first like small portion of the movie, I was mildly concerned that grown up Dalton was gonna annoy me too much and I wasn't gonna enjoy the movie. I was wrong. Uh, he got better. And it insidious movies are the only movies that I can think of, honestly, that every single one of them, one time, gets me with a jump scare. No other movies get me ever. I I I nerves of steel or something i don't even know nothing gets me every one of these movies gets me once nice oh i can't wait to see it 
I, I love the insidious. Now, I know they're different. I'm going to ask you a question here. And I mm -hmm. know that they're different. But Conjuring Universe versus Insidious Universe. Would, would, so, would it, if you had to pick one that you could only watch for the rest of your life and you could never watch the other one again, anything from the other universe. So you know what's scary? This is actually really easy for me. And I, and I never would have thought that, but I, I've been thinking, and I've actually, I've had Conjuring on the brain a little bit too, because I go back and rewatch those every once in a while too, but um, it's, it's insidious. I'm the Conjuring universe. There have been movies that have been less so appealing to me than, than others. And I agree. I just, I, there's not one bad thing I can say about the Insidious franchise. So it would have to be the Insidious franchise. I, okay. I, I, I would do the same, even though I love the Conjuring, but yeah, same. some of those are just not like the nun good, but not great. Um, La Llorona again, um, you know, good, not great, you know, and I know yeah. that's kind of wide in their universe, but um yeah, where Insidious, I don't know, Insidious just feels like it has a darker tone to it, and just, yeah. you know, it's, uh, I agree. Oh, I can't wait to see that, Insidious 5. I gotta add it's, it. To you, you won't be disappointed, and and, uh, and I'm so, I love my kids. I, whoever doesn't know, the, the voice at the beginning of every episode is my son. It's, his name is Blue, and um, he, to surprise me, knowing how much I love the Insidious movies, and knowing how much I love horror in general, he actually went in to my Voodoo app and bought me, just because, the entire box set, one through five, and I, I'm i surprised I've watched anything but those. That's really sweet. Oh, that's it nice. really is. That's yeah. really cool. That's awesome. All right, I can't wait to. Insidious 5. That's uh I am trying to think. I haven't really watched too much. Um, oh, you know what I want? And it's not horror, but really, uh, really, really good movie. Like, really good. The Whale. I finally have watched Ooh. The Whale. I want to see that. It. What's that on again? It's on Showtime uh, cool. right now. It's on, yeah, they got it on Showtime at the moment. Brendan Fraser is fantastic. I... Um, I wanted to see it, but I was a little leery as well, just because A, the, the hype around it, and usually movies just don't live up when they get that amount of hype, and B, I heard it was sad, and, you know, sometimes it can be tough to watch a two-hour sad movie, you know, it just, yeah. I don't like being sad for that long, um, but I will say, it is sad, it is, but it's not like overwhelming and it's not like just too much, too much to bear or anything like that. It is really good. Brendan Fraser, he is just so freaking good. And I, and just like, yeah. just the little things, the little details, you, you know, obviously he had to use some prosthetics because I mean, he plays a 600 pound man. You're not going to gain yeah. 600, you die. So, um, but just like the little things, if you're watching the way, he moves his face and head you can see that he he really like studied how people that have you know that are obese and have weight problems move and act and talk and even breathe and stuff like that it's um yeah 
I can I, I get why he he won all the awards and he gets all the love because he's just he's, it's fantastic. It's yeah, do yourself a favor. <laughs> it's good. I I'll definitely check it out. I I I adore the crap out of Brian Fraser. I love him and I don't like he was just he was kind of gone for like a really long time and I'm just I'm so glad I'm just so glad we have him back. I don't know what was going on, but like I like like one of my biggest guilty pleasure movies that I'm now admitting to the whole world. Is, so I guess it's less of a shameful secret, but I like Biodome is one of my favorite guilty pleasure movies because he kills me. I just I love him. He's just so funny, but it's I, I definitely want to see that. Yeah, he's great. Um, even as uh, the voice of Cliff Steele in um, in Doom Patrol on HBO. Yeah, he is just so good in it. Um, yeah, I'm glad, you know, all that ordeal with him getting harassed and sexually harassed and by a, a guy in the Hollywood Forum Press, the Golden Globe. Wait, what? Oh, you didn't know this? Um, no. Is that why he was gone for so long? That was part of it. So he, for, uh, he got injured on The Mummy, and that, that was part of it. And, uh, you know, and I believe he had some kids and stuff. Um, but he got injured, put on a little bit of weight because he really messed up his back. And then I think there was issues with getting him insured on, on movies again because he did get so hurt. But the other part of it was he was sexually harassed or assaulted by somebody high up in the Hollywood Foreign Press, which uh, they do the Golden Globes, they're, they're behind the Golden Globe um, award ceremony. And yeah. it went public with it. And, you know, that he was, I can't remember if it was harassed or it was probably both assaulted and harassed. And um, yeah, kind of got, kind of got blackballed for going public after that. I. I, yeah, I never, I never, you know, honestly, fuck that guy. Part of my friends, but seriously, fuck that guy. That's awful. That's insane. Like, I can't believe, I'm, I'm glad, whatever, I'm glad he's back. And I hope that guy is paying for every single second of whatever he did. I hope so too. Yeah. And I think he said that he basically said essentially the same thing and that fuck that guy recently in an interview or something. Cause it's just, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. You know, you hear about it against the women you don't hear about it against the men as much. It's not yet it's, being a man. You don't sometimes might not want to come forward. You know, who actually came forward too about being harassed. Um, he didn't get as hard of a black ball as, um, uh, uh, Brendan Fraser, but I do think it, uh, I think he might even said it has affected some of his movie roles. Now he gets more, just more comedies where he would get serious and comedy. Terry Crews was harassed and went public about it. And I think it, I think it was just a guy grabbing, and I shouldn't say just, I, I don't mean to say just. No, no, I, yeah. Grabbing his butt and the front as well. It's okay. So, geez, I, that's awful. That's. I never knew that. That's awful. I'm I'm glad he still does his thing and is around. And I don't. It's I, the balls on someone to first of all attack Terry Crews because he's intimidating as fuck. He's jacked. He's jacked. That guy. I, I, I don't. He's huge. It, that's insane. And but I'm. You know what? Good for him for coming out with it and and standing up to it and I'm, I'm glad he's i'm glad he stays around that's insane yeah so 
some creeps out there for sure. It's just uh, gross, gross, gross. Mm -mm. All right. Um, do we have anything else or we want to jump into the cryptid? Time for the cryptid. I'm I'm definitely ready to jump into the cryptid if you're uh, if you're up for it. All right, let's do it. So this was a cryptid, and it's funny. I saw I saw it, and I picked it immediately. Started researching it, and as I'm researching it and writing down my notes and stuff, it dawned on me that there's an albeit slight chance that you may have picked this for a hunt, but I'm not I'm not sure. So tell me, have you heard about the water babies at Massacre Rocks? No, no water babies. I'm not. No, but it sounds amazing. Okay, so I'm I'm glad because this is it's and it's funny because I'm laughing. This is actually an awful origin, but it's a great it's a great cryptid. Um, it's super short, but super interesting. Now, just for just for shits and giggles, I'm going to tell everybody that this state park, Masker Rocks State Park, uh, actually. Um, is partially or partly on the Oregon Trail. Like it's actually on part of it. So that's kind of neat. Yeah, that's cool. Now, the water babies are believed to have been around since the 1800s and they've come to be a horrifying and possibly even murderous entity and it's and it's super interesting, but um <laughs> Now, it's believed that during a harsh famine, that area native women, a small group of them, uh, made the absolutely heart-wrenching, horrible, I can't believe anyone would have had to make this decision, but I know it's a thing in some cases, to drown their babies to prevent them from a far more horrific death of long and drawn-out starvation. Now, in the 1800s, and it, it's it, my heart aches thinking about that. Now, it's believed that after the babies drowned, they grew fins and gills to survive, and they survived in the water by eating small fish. Um, they are seen and have been spotted uh, playing in canal and riverways. And the way they get people is absolutely chilling, and I love it. Passersby have claimed to hear the cries and whimpers of babies crying for their moms, and people will go and look for them and try to figure out, you know, where's this baby? How can I help? And in result, some of them are uh, led to their death. So... Um, they lure people in by being horribly sad, innocent babies and murderously kill people. And some legends even say that they eat them. So <laughs> that is, a, it's a very short one, but um, yeah, I had to pick that because I've never, that is one of the most unique cryptids I think I've heard of in a long time. Yeah, no, you had to pick that. Yeah, I, I don't care if it was one sentence where you have water babies. I'm, I mean, you have to pick that. Um, yep. So, uh, yeah, that's her. That's horrible having a, a mother having to make that choice or just to 
you know, drown, you know, because yeah, drowning is not a pleasant way to go either. I mean, it's better than starving to death, but it's still not. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. The fact they grow fins and gills, I love that. <laughs> I immediately thought of um, Costner and Waterworld there, right? With sound with the behind his ear. Um, yep. So they they learn they cry you know whimper to learn for their death do they say how they actually kill them Does so they... there's conflicting stuff that i've seen of how they kill them how they kill them um i've seen that they drown them mm -hmm. or it's possible that they drown them like they'll come into the water and then somehow they pull them under the i've water. seen that they lure them off of a higher ledge and then they plummet over um and then i've i've seen that they uh can also be seen on land because they can still walk around and they'll kind of hide and wait and then they'll as a group grab and grab and take and eat them so Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> i know i love this i absolutely love this cryptid so oh man that's amazing okay this, yeah that was so good um <laughs> it's wild love it it, well, it really is great great choice i i mean that's 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 a new one for me but love everything about it <laughs> good i'm glad i'm glad all right well um we have anything else on the water babies nope i think that's all i got for the water babies but it was fun <laughs> all right well this week i have the haunting time for the haunting and Idaho is actually really tough for hauntings. They have hauntings. Uh, you know, obviously every state has hauntings, but it was just, it was tough to, uh, to find anything that was either a even a little bit different from something that we discussed or had any sort of like good story tied to it. But um, eventually I stumbled upon one called The Roadway Inn. Have you heard of The Roadway Inn? doesn't ring a bell so it was later bought by somebody and the name was changed and i wonder if you've heard of it when it became the bates motel oh that's awesome i have heard of that that's exciting yes so uh it's not super long but it, it's i had to pick it obviously at bates motel so located in coer deline um idaho the Bates Motel is one of Idaho's more haunted establishments. Prior to the renovation, the motel was actually a Navy barracks. Soldiers that were stationed at Farragut Naval Base were housed here during World War II. After the war ended in 1945, it was converted into a 12-room motel originally known as the Roadway Inn. After some years, it was purchased by a prominent local accountant named Randy Bates. He would do some slight renovations to spruce up the, the place and property and renamed it the Bates Motel. Uh, this was well before the release of the movie Psycho. And it is actually rumored that Robert Block the author of Psycho, stayed there in the 1950s. And 
that he stayed in either room number one or three, which are said to be the two most active rooms at the motel, which I will get into in just a bit. It is said that after the movie came out, it actually helped increase business at the motel. However, it is also said that the motel receives a ton of prank calls from local mischievous teens. While the owners and manager find the prank calls annoying, they do have to admit it does sort of help with the eerie, creepy allure the motel has. So, not a ton more here to uh, to discuss, but I'd like to, you know, talk about some of what's happening here. As I said earlier, rooms one and three are said to be the most active, but guests have experienced things in rooms nine through 11 and the parking lot as well. People have claimed to hear soldiers marching in the parking lot as well as muffled talking, yelling and whistles, as well as shadow figures. In rooms one and three, People claim to have the feeling of being watched, sudden cold spots, cold sensations in the body, voices, strange noises, bangings and stuff, lights flickering, orbs, and people have actually claimed that their sheets and blankets either move or get pulled off of them in the middle of the night while they're sleeping. Similarly, in rooms 9 through 11, guests have experienced odd things like cold spots, uh, odd sounds, orbs, and disembodied voices. So, again, it, like I said, it's not the longest, and there's not, um, not you know, too much more here. But, you know, being the Bates Motel, I'm a huge fan of Psycho. I'm an even bigger fan, I think, of the series Bates Motel. I um, Loved that show. Freddie yep. and I are so good in it. What is he? He plays some doctor now on some show with, where he's like autistic or something, right? The, yep. kid. the good doctor. The good doctor. Thank you. Uh, never seen it, but I've seen the 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 previews. So obviously, I had to pick it. But uh, just a couple. Uh, one cool thing that I had in the research in the 1980s, a lower budget horror film was actually filmed there, which I. Um, so I was pretty cool, sorry. And then uh, I did find, unfortunately, the motel did close its doors in 2015 and at, at the moment has not been rebought or reopened in any way. But, and that's it. That's the base motel. So a, a couple things, <laughs> awesome choice. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I would have picked it too. That's absolutely the place you should have gone, it, especially Especially being us, we're, we're we're avid horror fan. We and who, who doesn't love Psycho? And yeah, absolutely, Bates Motel was. I missed that show. It was so. I know they had to stop. I know there wasn't more they could do. And yeah, but oh, God, that show so was so good. good. It was so good. Um, I I love a haunted motel. I love a haunted hotel. Oh, but I love a haunted motel because there's something. If you really think about like the grand scheme of things, there are so many energies that come to a hotel. You have every walk of life, every reason, every emotion, every everything. You have people that are going there because 
they're on a long family road trip and they needed a quick rest before they head to some awesome adventure the next day. You have people on business trips. You have people running away from something. You have people hiding from something. You have people that are are planning on breathing their last breath in that motel. That you you have you have every possible thing in a place like that. So that that has to that has to lay claim to some some paranormal something, which is awesome. But that was seriously a great choice and that's yeah, I love idea. knowing that that's there. That's a great point that like just how how much different type of energy is flowing in and out of that place you know on any or on any type of motel on any given day i agree i love a haunted motel and something about the motel like just the idea of a motel kind of especially like a roadside motel makes me like think about like the 1950s or 60s for some reason and just like like a simpler time when people are just like driving cross country pulling off there's motels everywhere and we still have motels to this day but you know it's we have a lot of high-end hotels and uh, i just it, it not that i was alive in the 50s and 60s but it makes me nostalgic for that time i don't know it just brings me when i think of a motel and people doing that and maybe it's partly because of the Bates Motel too. She drove the older car in the show and everything. But yeah, there's just something sort of, I don't know what the right word is about a motel that I, that I really love. Like a haunted I feel motel. like nostalgic was right. I feel like you were, I feel like you hit the nail right on the head. You're right. It's, it is, it's some, it's somehow nostalgic for a time that we weren't even around, but it is very nostalgic. I get that. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Um, did anything else on the base motel? Nothing that I have other than great choice, and I'm glad you picked it. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, I believe you have our strange encounter for this week. Time for the strange encounter. I'm going to ask you a question. Did you know that Idaho may have its very own Area 51? No, no, I did not. Oh boy, here we go. So I was like the other day years old, and you are going to be today years old, and you're going to remember this because this is super friggin' interesting. Now, there is an acoustic research detachment U.S. Navy base at Lake Penn, Oriel. I think I'm saying that right, and I apologize if I'm not. Now, this lake is 43 miles long. It's about four miles wide, and at points, it's 1,150 feet deep. I don't know why that is super deep to me for a lake. I didn't, like, I didn't even think that they could get that deep, but that feels incredibly deep. It is. That's like a quarter mile deep. That's yeah. pretty fucking deep. <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, now, the Navy tests submarines in this lake. Uh, they can test any model of submarine to ensure it's stealth and abilities are top-notch right there and it's incredible now there has been a huge spike of ufo activity in the past couple of years in this area including i'm going to list you some dates and then i'm going to list you the claims real quick uh we have 3 2020 7 30 20 12 3 20 12 5 20 1 31 21 
and 8.30.21 was the biggest clump I, I could find it right in within like a little over a year. Now, the claims are uh, flashing objects in the sky. Uh, there's objects in the sky that almost look like a clock, objects that leave a large glowing tail. Uh, for me, at one point in time, this is the one that was on December 5th of 2020 in Fairfield. There was a formation of 25 UFOs. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, another time, there was three bright hovering spears. Uh, Fast-moving crafts have been spotted. Massive triangles with lights. Ship-like shining sword in the sky. Uh, a possible UFO abduction in Kuna on uh, June 12th of 2021. Uh, there's uh, more claims of shiny spears in the sky and then long objects with lights. And, um, but yeah, that's, it, that's insane. And that's, again, that's all in a little over a year. Now, on 12-6-21, so December 6th of 2021, there was a report on a local news channel showing an unexplained whirlpool appear on the surface of that lake. And it was photographed and filmed. Now, it said that Penned Oriel has its own lake monster. And rumor is that the Penned Oriel Peddler, which is the lake monster, was actually created and perpetuated by the U.S. Navy to mask their submarine tests or something else. So, if you listen to the show, and I, I, know, I know you agree with me, Tom, usually... That's the other way around. Usually it's, oh, no, it was us testing. You didn't see that. But now why why did we see that? Why is that all of a sudden what we saw? There's a bigger picture here. Oh, yeah. But that's what I have for the Idaho Area 51. Awesome choice. I, I was taking notes um, because, yeah, I, I love this. So, I mean, I love research based bases like that and the fact that it might be under the lake is just amazing mm -hmm. um it is very deep lake that's you know it's not quite a quarter mile but almost a quarter mile deep um so those when you were listing off dates i was trying to it, it was, i couldn't keep up with actual dates but i counted 11 dates in a year that you had lit uh, on those days that you listed 11 in in this Just area in a year a little over a year uh and it is 11 yeah yep and not counting the local news one which would make 12. yeah so that's just that's just wild and um so and then the formation of 25 uh ufos holy mm -hmm. cow that's amazing um the triangle i like the detail of the triangle one because i've been seeing that pop up more and more lately uh the a, a triangle or pyramid shaped uh um craft in the in the sky which is kind of cool it uh it, it's it, it's because it's a little you know we we've had the disc forever and if you kind of <laughs> go through history it's you know 
these crafts have sort of changed and, you know, people have theories why either, you know, maybe this alien technology is getting better and which would make sense over time, stuff gets better. Um, it's also the lens we look at, look at something through. So if you're a religious person, you have a tendency to look at stuff through a more religious lens. So if somebody saw sun in the sky and said, oh, that's a UFO, a religious person might say, no, that's the Virgin Mary or something. You know, it's just yeah. depending on where, where your head space is and what you're thinking about. Um, so, but uh, yeah, so anyway, the, the triangles is, uh, yeah, I thought that was really cool. The shining sword, that was, that was a bizarre one. I, yeah, I it was a little weird. The whirlpool, I love that because it just gives me this mental image of this like whirlpool forming and then just maybe crafts coming up and out of the world whirlpool and, and flying off into the sky and stuff. Um, so I'll talk, I want to talk about that and then I'll talk about the uh, lake monster at the end there. Uh, so the spiking UFO. So clearly something is going on here with all these sightings and every everything like that. So if it is a military base, could all of the, I'm just throwing this out, it's not that I believe this, but could all of the, this actually technically it's a research center, I guess you said, but yep. all of these be military crafts, our type of crafts. I guess technically they could, but there's a lot of different variations and a lot of, a lot of things going on there. Uh, I mean, could or maybe it's ufo something i will say is that with ufo a lot of ufo sightings are near military bases and missile silos and stuff like that because they're trying to deter us from these big wars and conflicts and everything uh it's just one theory that most of these you know more advanced beings are a peaceful being we're as we are a violent creature. The humans are violent. I yeah. saw a statistic recently in our recorded history, recorded now, whatever, however long that's been, it's like, you know, say just, and I'll find the exact numbers and say it on another episode, say we have 5,000 years of recorded history. I don't know that for sure, but we have 38 years of peace in like 5,000 years, <laughs> like that where there's no war or something like that. It's, it's, it's astounding how- that's heartbreaking yes so humans are a violent creature but so it that could be a possibility too it could be these you know they're doing some tests on some 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 crazy sort of weapons down there and these alien crafts are um you know trying to deter it because like i said that is a big theory out there you know they've been seen by missile silos and supposedly in some cases have actually shut down you know uh missile systems and defense systems and stuff completely shut them down for a few minutes here and there um so and then the fucking lake monster <laughs> right <laughs> the lake monster i love that and the fact that they're like what we're doing here is so fucked up that we're gonna make a monster up <laughs> because what we're doing is so fucking nuts and crazy and people couldn't handle it. We're going to make up a fucking lake monster and, uh, and, and tell people that, that, that I just love that. That's great. Um, a little different because we know, you know, the government, they like use a lot of smoke and mirrors, especially on these things with UFOs and so yep. 
biscuit or a weather balloon or a whatever. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite. It's a weather balloon, is it? Drone or heat lightning or ball lightning. And it's like, no, it wasn't lightning. It was a ship. No, it was lightning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so anyway, great choice. Loved it. That was, uh, uh, yeah, that was a fun. And I've never heard of that. And that's amazing. So it wasn't it wasn't many episodes ago, and I and I feel like I feel like something really funny happened. It wasn't many episodes ago that you and I kind of had, we shared a consensus that lake monsters are kind of you've seen one, you've seen them all. They're interesting, but I mean, I feel like I feel like when I entered into um, researching Idaho, it was like hold my beer, you're gonna change your mind, and, it, and clearly I did because I've just done two like monsters in one episode and i love i love them both because they're both super interesting so uh thank you idaho and yeah i guess i was wrong <laughs> so it's it's funny you say that because you know i've been try, i try to get a little bit ahead on the research and i kind of talk about in the next uh episode or the maybe the one after that um i've I, I have a lake monster and I talk about how it's like all of a sudden I, I, I and it, it's a different, it's different than the typical, but yeah, it, I even taught it like, <laughs> it's like, I, I just, we just said that maybe last episode or the episode before how they're kind of boring and everything. And then yes, I have, a, I might even have a couple lake monsters coming up in the next wow. few episodes. So it's how bizarre. How we've grown, Tom. <laughs> clearly, no, from last clearly week. we're learning things. Yeah, I know. It's so much growth. Um, <laughs> that's too funny. I can't wait. Yeah, it's pretty fun. All right. Whew. Um, we have anything else for him today? No, I think that's everything. I think that's everything I have. All right. Well. All right, folks, thanks for joining us, and be sure to tune in next week when we set up camp in Indiana. So until then, happy camping. Bye. Thanks, guys. As always, our hosts would like to thank you for joining. If you enjoyed the program, please be sure to like, follow, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Find us on Instagram at ScareYourPantsOffPod. No spaces. Or on Twitter, Scare Your Pants Off Podcast. Or send us an email with questions, comments, and fan art to scareyourpantsoff9 at gmail. See you next time.